caught a glimpse at the calendar today, but January 1st is about five months away. So, you know, if your goals were to find love in 2020, yeah, it's not gonna happen, but give yourself a five month extension and hopefully things will work out for you. Welcome back to Where Have All the Cowboys Gone podcast. I'm your host, Kristen. And in the words of Chris Harrison, 2020 might be the most dramatic season ever. Now, I'm not one of those crazy people who are obsessed with the Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise. I don't do the pools. I don't have parties. I don't live vicariously through these women and their Revolve Instagram sponsorships. Totally not me. I actually, God knows how old I was, but I watched the very first episode of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette and then never watched it again. It wasn't until I saw the previews for Colton season, which was not this last Bachelor season, but the season prior, where I saw the previews of him jumping over a fence. And I was like, this is so messy. I love the drama. And usually you see these women like painfully crying and fighting over a guy they've known for like a week and a half. So seeing a guy do that, I was like, I'm in. I'm going to do it strap me in, let's go. Of course, I ruin things for myself all the time. I love spoilers, so of course during that season, I follow Reality Steve on Twitter and I know who's gonna really make it leading up to the end, so I just sit back and and just watch and, and watch all the drama unfold. Flash forward to present day, if you've been living under a rock, you haven't heard about the new Bachelorette, Claire, who has been sequestered with her male contestants somewhere to find love. Now, I was kind of looking forward to this season because I kind of like the way it's flipped. I kind of like, you know, the girl in power and kind of have the guys doing ridiculous things to get her attention. But Claire is also 37 years old. So if you've watched The Bachelor franchise, all the girls are probably 24 and under. And they're ready to get married. They're fresh out of college. They don't have real jobs except selling FabFitFun boxes on their Instagram accounts. So it's highly unrelatable and kind of weird. They also have to participate in activities that make me want to claw my eyes out. I remember, I don't know if it was Colton season or Peter season, where the girls had to play football. Okay. I would never go on any of these types of shows, but if I did, I would be taking bitches out. They would be laid out flat. None of this like delicate like, oh, sorry, whoops, fumble. If I'm trying to win something, you're laid out. That's it. So I was really looking for a little bit more maturity uh, with Claire. And come to find out as they were filming, she actually fell in love with a guy pretty early and has halted production, and now she's out. Her and this guy have made it official, and she's moving out, and the rumor has it that Tasia, that was on uh, Colton season, is now the new Bachelorette. So Tasia, I think, is 28, 29 at this point, so I think that will still be good, but isn't it just crazy? You could just go on a show, you have 30 guys to pick from, and then you're like, you know what? I found it. I don't need to, like, hook up with other guys. I don't need to entertain them on dates. I don't need to have this dramatic rose ceremony. Like, I found him. I'm good to go. People are giving her a hard time, but good for her. Who wants? We all know how painful dating is and 
you know, entertaining different people. And in our first episode with Kitty Cat, she talked about being on, you know, dates with 40 different guys over the course of a year. It's a lot of damn work. So good for Claire. I won't be recapping The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. It may be interesting to talk about it a little bit, but um, that's not my thing. I just really like when people get messy and it has nothing to do with me. Speaking of messy, and I mean, what a hell of a transition there. We have two guests on the podcast today, Kate and Jenna. I refer to them as the Wonder Twins because they have been living together during COVID for the last four months. And there's a reason for that. It has nothing to do with someone's roommate slutting it up and bringing guys into a residence. But uh, I'll let the ladies explain that. We also have a really, really, really great Not a John Wayne segment from Kate. I think it's it's a little different and scary and relatable. Also, RIP, the person that she's talking about. Overall, the two of them just really bring it. They're super honest, lots of brevity here. And I think that they give some really great insight. Also, they're not bachelor aged ladies. Uh, so they're not in their 20s. They are 30 and older. So uh, they know what they're talking about. I feel like we're right there with them. And this is a good one. So enjoy this duo episode featuring Jenna and Kate. So I have to say that my star is rising with this podcast because I'm joined today by a doctor and a comedian. (laughs) I'd like to present to the podcast the two ladies that I've coined the Wonder Twins, Kate and Jenna. Welcome to the show, ladies. Uh, This is where you speak. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Hey. Good to be here. Super enthusiastic, uh, sounds super professional, but thanks. So before we kind of get into things, I call you the Wonder Twins because during this COVID pandemic, you two have been living together, even though you didn't live together beforehand. So how did that happen? Go for it. Uh, I mean, so this is Jenna. Uh, Let's see, Kate lives around the corner from me. I've got a condo by myself and uh, she has a roommate who has not really been overly cautious during this pandemic. And so pretty early on, we were all especially scared. I invited Kate to come stay here because I actually uh, really believe in this virus and that it is deadly. So for about four months now, Kate has been uh, crashing in my little one-bedroom condo. And Kate, yes, your roommate was not being cautious, but she was also seeing some suitors. Is that correct? She has two boyfriends, one that lives in New Hampshire and one that lives in Somerville. Uh, Boyfriend is like a strong term, actually. She has two fellows. Is that what you call them? Yes, we can call them fellows. Yeah, yeah, two fellows. And so she would see either of them. And then also she was having people over like so people were doing construction during the pandemic. And then also just like friends would come over and be like, in the house or using our bathroom, walking around, whatever, and not wearing a mask. So it was like, kind of weird to be home and just have like, essentially strangers. Yeah, that's smart. And I think there's so much conversation going on right now about people seeing one another during COVID and dating and things like that. So I think you made a good move 
before we kind of break into other things, why don't you guys introduce yourselves uh, to our listeners? They're both grimacing now in pain as I just asked them to do that. But you can give a little bit of background. I did introduce you as the comedian and the doctor. So give us a little bit about you. Go ahead, comedian. Um, well, I wouldn't say I'm a comedian so much anymore. I guess I really haven't done mm-hmm. comedy in a few years, but I am hilarious. So <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all, that's all you want to spill, but you're, but you are single. I am single. And you're in your thirties. Just. And just in your thirties. (laughs) And interesting enough, your roommate, your current, well, your new roomie, COVID roomie. For one more day. For one more day. Kate got a condo. So um, she's super important now. Actually found love during the pandemic, but I'm going to let her introduce herself and talk a little bit about that. Jenna, early to mid 40s now. Old. Can I say how we all know each other, Kristen? Yeah, totally. Um, So we all know each other through a boxing gym. And so we've been boxing together. And I am a doctor, but not the medical kind. That's all you need to know about me. (laughs) The lame dentist. The worst. Yeah, exactly. You're the worst. And uh, I'm a dentist. (laughs) I am not a dentist. And uh, so, yeah, I did start seeing someone just as the COVID hit, the COVID. We had started talking online back in November, and then it had kind of, you know, just kind of fell away for a second. But then when the virus started, we kind of picked back up again, and he's the only person I've done a Zoom date or several with. And then it turned into very PG walks and socially distanced hikes and kayaking. And now four months in, we're actually kind of like dating for reals. But it's been interesting because Kate is in my bubble and Kate is the only one in my bubble. So this gentleman has been very patiently awaiting to get into my bubble uh, once Kate moves out. So she closes on her condo tomorrow and then uh, moves out on Monday and then the the bubbling can start. And fireworks. Get Kate the the heck out of there. (laughs) Very, very patient fellow. Well, I'm going to get back to Jenna because I know you've been on dating apps for a bit. But Kate, you downright refuse to go online and find love. Why is that? So I used dating apps for a while and I'd been on a lot of dates from dating apps and they were all the worst thing in the world. And so a few years ago, I just made a promise to myself that I wouldn't use dating apps anymore and I would only meet people in real life, like build a relationship with people that I know from whatever however I meet them, but only in real life and never do online dating again. Which works great for you because you actually know so many people, especially when you were doing comedy, you know a lot of people and get yeah, out there a lot. Like so you don't need, you don't need the every online Every night I have like yeah. friends in the social life. And so before COVID, I was able to meet, I mean, I, I knew hundreds of people because I was just out all the time constantly. So it was easier to meet people. But now I'm just, I refuse. I don't want to use a dating app. It's terrible. They make me feel terrible about myself even. And I'm like, oh, I don't want this. I'd rather be single. They're not for the faint of heart. Even during the pandemic, you're not feeling like lonely or just maybe talking back Jenna and forth. Is in my face every day. She asks me, what do you want to eat for dinner when we're eating breakfast? Like, I mean, I'm with her every living moment. It's, it's true. going to be so refreshing to live alone. <laughs> okay. Well, these two have spent quite a lot of time together. So um, it's great that you're, you're kind of going your separate ways for a bit, even though I feel like we're yeah, together good. every day. Life and then just be cast aside. It feels, it feels good. Yeah. It's it feels almost good. like dating yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But Kate knows hundreds of people, Jenna, so oh, don't I'm feel bad. One of them, Kristen, so are you. Now, Jenna, how did you, what dating app did you meet this guy that you're seeing on right now? Uh, Bumble. Bumble. And how long were you guys talking for? Uh, so like I said, we'd been talking in November for a couple of weeks. Then he kind of ghosted. He had shit going on. And then, um, and then when COVID started, I just kind of reached out to him to see how he was doing. And then we just kind of picked up and started running with it. So right in early to mid-March, we've been kind of going strong since then. That's awesome. I think that says a lot too, because I feel like even with my experience, the, the conversations have dropped off tremendously with COVID because there's nowhere to go. And then you really kind of figure out how people are because they can't carry a conversation anymore. So that's a really nice testament to who you are and who he is. Yeah. The the Zoom date was uh, a dreaded thing and it ended up being so comfortable from the get-go, which it never should have been, which I guess did bode well for things because it was just very easy and it really should not have been. I Um, met him over Zoom also. Yes. Kate, I was also present for whatever. (laughs) Terrible. Yeah, no, um, I think she had a great time. I think we all had a great time that day. And Kate, you've been kind of palling around on some of their outdoor activities, correct? <laughs> she, she, yeah, she's nodding her head. No, I mean, happening. we've all gone uh, to the beach. We've gotten ice cream together. Real rough. It's real rough. She loves it. She loves it. Nope. And he loves it. So nope. it's, it's good. Just woof is what I got to say to that. Oh, nothing like being the third wheel. Now, I do want to get into a Q&A with both of you. But before that, we do have a segment on the show called Not a John Wayne, a tribute to the Paula Cole song where she is in search of a John Wayne. Both of you were kind of duking out before about not wanting to do this. Um, and it sounds <laughs> like Kate uh, got nominated. So although you're not on dating apps, we can still talk about things that don't embody a John Wayne in your experience. So do you have a topic in mind that you want to share with us before you make your plea? Don't be a terrible person is probably the topic. Uh, for don't, don't be a terrible person. Sure. Or you know what? You can just take the reins and just talk about whatever you want. Um, I believe we prefaced it something about um, an old boyfriend um, that just was just not a good boyfriend at all. Yeah. So are you ready? Terrible (laughs) segment. Start the clock, everybody. Oh, I only get one minute. One minute's not enough time to tell someone how terrible this is. Well, why don't you just go with it? And then when you're done, you're done. Let's see. Let's see if you have the chops to keep everyone engaged during your your plea. All right. So let me know when I start. Okay. Ready, set, go. I dated a guy named David for two years and then we moved to Alaska together and he was a terrible human being so like right before we moved his car got stolen is what he told me so I bought a truck for him uh f-150 because he's a construction worker and then I paid for us to move from Reno Nevada to Sitka Alaska and then when we got to Alaska I realized that his truck had been repossessed and that he'd been lying to me about a lot of things. So like he stole $30,000 from me and he like wanted to keep the truck that I had purchased even though it was in my name. And he drank very heavily and we would fight all the time. Uh, It was crazy and he wouldn't let me leave or get a job. So I had to like stay in this apartment all day while he was like doing Lord knows what. I was like cut off from my family and friends. It was like pretty rough. He would go to work during the day and I would like 
run into the woods to like try and call my mom and it was like crazy. I ended up escaping in the FedEx lady's truck during like one of his work days and I left with like nothing. So I like started over completely, but it was a really rough time. Like if people want to know more about that story, for sure, I'll let you know. I think I'm off topic, but I do want everyone to know that guy is dead now, so. <laughs> and she didn't kill him. <laughs> he's not a John Wayne for anyone. He's, no. he's dead for everyone. Well, that's certainly. <laughs> what I'm saying is I won, I won. Yep, yep. <laughs> yes, and he was not a John Wayne by any means. And I'm so glad that you made your way to Boston post-relationship and that you're safe. But what's crazy is there's just so many women and men too that just have that experience. And like, for some reason, you just like continually take it until you can't anymore. And you're like, what the hell was I thinking? But in the moment, you're just like, eh, I don't know. This is easy. It works. Uh, and you're in freaking Alaska. So it's like, what are you going to do? We lived in a, um, our apartment was a heated mini storage unit that was like, <laughs> yeah, no lie. That was it just gets darker. Mini, mini storage <laughs> units and like the hallway had been converted into a bathroom. So, so when he murdered you, he already had somewhere to keep the body. And it was just going to be. The perfect. apartments above us were cops. The fun. Oh. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they could hear us fighting and they just like never came downstairs or anything they were like oh we just thought you guys would duke it out and I was like yeah we did duke it out well that this could totally be a topic for a whole other episode but thank you for sharing and yes if anyone (laughs) wants to hear more from Kate you can slide into her Instagram DMs uh DM me And if there is a John Wayne out there who would like Kate to see better days, slide into my DMs because she won't do any of the online stuff. And then I will let her know. Sounds good. (laughs) She's single, everybody. She is single. She's ready to mingle. She has a condo. I don't live in a van. Yes. That's another story to be told. And And here we thought you'd have nothing to talk about. Look at that. You're on a roll. Kate's got all the stories. Yeah, I think we'll have to have like a bad boyfriend sort of episode and then people can just trade horror stories because I think they're worth telling. All right. Well, let's kind of get into a theme that has been part of this podcast since it launched. Obviously, all of us are 30 plus and we're not <laughs> in our 20s anymore. Yikes. Uh, this question is for both of you. Do you feel any pressure at all, whether it's family related, friend related, from society, to have the the relationship and the marriage and the children and be in a certain place in your life? Or have you felt that beforehand? Um, I'll say no, for me at least. I don't know, maybe, there's, maybe it's been there and I've just ignored it, but I've never felt any pressure at all. I mean, I think my mom will make comments sometimes where she'll be like, it's okay. It's okay that you're not having children. I'm really proud of you. But the, the spin is always like a slightly like maybe there's a tear in her eye. She's fine. We're all over it. Um, I think, you know, I my dating life has been so shitty and most things have been so short that I don't think anyone's actually really expected things to you know turn into like this long you know long-term fairy tale so uh no I've never felt any pressure whatsoever and certainly not from myself which is nice because I think that's the harder part is when you have expectations for yourself that you're not meeting but I'm pretty happy with how everything's going and can't complain 
I dated someone for five years and we did talk about getting married and I wasn't ready for that. I was still in my late 20s and it just like wasn't what I wanted. I still wanted to keep dating. I loved him a lot, but I was just like not, I was not, I wasn't in that place where I was like ready to settle down or like have a house or like talk about having children or any of that. So it was like definitely a missed opportunity, but I wasn't, I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for it. And I moved to Boston and started over again. And I needed that instead of being with him still. So I think I like could have been married with children now, still living in Alaska, not with a dead guy. I don't want to say his name. He's married and he's happy now. And that's, uh, that's really good because he's a good person and he deserves happiness. But yeah, I was just like not, not prepared for it. And I told him that, like, it was a very honest conversation where I was just like, we've been dating for five years and I'm happy with still dating. And I would just prefer to keep dating. Like, I just, I don't want to get married. Not right now. We were living together and that was, I was happy. And then like six months later, I decided to move here to Boston. So. And then you met Jenna and the rest Ooh, is much history. Later. <laughs> much later. Yeah, yeah. Ten years later, I met Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> and that's you how you move. Right. It's so amazing because just going back to boxing, I feel like boxing is kind of a single woman's sport for the most part. Like Jenna and I uh, competed in Haymakers for Hope last fall and majority of the women were single. And I also remember, and Jenna, I don't know if you remember this, when we were like lining up to get our last minute physicals before the fight and we had to sign our name on like 12 consent forms that we weren't pregnant. Yep. And I think like six women in the line like swiveled their heads and were like, I don't even have a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So it's been awesome that, you know, just to kind of have like, I don't want to say like sisterhood because that's so cheesy and weird, but to find other women that are kind of in the same boat that are like, yeah, I'll come box at nine o'clock at night because I don't have three kids to put to bed and I can do whatever. And then go to trivia and have a couple drinks and just kind of live life. Some of our strongest, I mean, like what I, I love, I do love the sisterhood of it, but I also like, it's amazing that there's like my sister-in-law also does it. Um, it's a, it's a great place for women. I mean, the men too, the men are all amazing, obviously, but yeah, the women who box are really special. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't so. do Haymakers for Hope, everyone. This is Kate. I'm also special, but I didn't do Haymakers for Hope. Kate needs to allow <laughs> us to punch her in the face, like for real, before... I, I did get punched in the stomach a lot today yeah. uh, while doing bits, and um, I did shout abortion each time. It's worth so. it's worth seeing. <laughs> it's a pretty fun time. Inside, my niece and nephew were probably asking, "What's, what's an abortion?" abortion? <laughs> and uh, that's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, just a little insider info. <laughs> like you know, you want to get to know me. Also, know if you punch me in the stomach, I'm going to shout abortion. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. That's great. That's great. I think that will come in handy when you date in person again. Is just thank shouting. you. Thank you. <laughs> I was punching you in the stomach, but yes. Oh, so Jenna, yeah. I have obviously had the pleasure of knowing you for a year and a half now. I have met a couple of your exes um, that have made their way to the boxing gym, but also you kind of keep in your life. So. That's kind of nice because I don't talk to anybody from my past, even really anybody. I went on like one, two or three dates. I have never spoken to them ever since. So can you kind of talk about that a little bit? I and mean, were all these guys for the most part from dating app? Yeah. I, unlike Kate, I, I don't really meet people in person. I tend to know who I know, see them, don't do bars, don't do the social scene. I like to do jigsaw puzzles and hang out at night and do like just lame shit. Like I'm just not a, a bar scene kind of person. Shut up, Kate. Um, <laughs> 
I have always been this way. I am just not a, a night owl. I don't feel like being in the meat market scene whatsoever. So online has been crucial for me. But yeah, so both exes were through apps. Um, and I guess the way I feel about exes, I mean, if I dated them, there was a reason why I dated them. So unless they turned out to be terrible people, which has only happened, um, there's only been two people who I've literally just never wanted to talk to again. <laughs> but both of these exes are both phenomenal people who I'm really happy to stay friendly with. And I've stayed friends with a lot of exes. I've been to exes' weddings, two of them. I just, again, I, I hate to lose people from my life. I don't let go of people very easily. So yeah, I dated you for a reason because you're, you're wonderful in some ways. It just, it didn't work out for whatever reason, but um, I do like to keep them if I can, if they'll let me. And that's obviously where I've ended it. If someone breaks my heart, it's probably a little bit different. That's really nice to say. I think that's very yeah. positive and speaks a lot about you. Kate, <laughs> so <laughs> given that you don't build an online profile or, you know, where you can like, pre-populate what you're looking for and then have these fancy smancy pictures. So for the ladies out there that are kind of over the online dating, what tips do you have? Like, what do you do? Like, do you make the first move in person? Do you, you know, give them a wink at the end of the bar? Like what, what are some good tactics that have given you luck in, in the I world? Of I don't think I know how to wink. <laughs> Kate just needs to be herself. I'm going to answer this question for her. We, um, we were once in this, Kate and I do a lot of traveling together. If we ever want to spend time together after living together for four months, we'll, we'll have traveling in the future as well. Uh, we'll see. But uh, we were traveling together and there was a time when I was spending, I was meeting up with someone who I thought maybe it was going to be a date. I wasn't sure. But Kate came along because we were, we were traveling together. And within seconds of, so I already had contacted this person, had communicated with them. Not that there was any like romantic anything, but I was still kind of excited to meet him in person. And the second Kate opened her mouth, all she has to do is say pretty much anything. And Kate's life audience, I just can't tell you, is the most fascinating thing in the world. Like there are so many stories. And so she started talking and she had him hook, line and sinker. I sat there like an asshole for like four hours during dinner and just watched him like eating up every word that she said. And I just sat there like an asshole, just sitting next to them, like watching them eat. And, was like, and that was, that was Scotland. That was, it was great. So she, she just needs to be herself and she's fascinating without really trying. I don't have a difficult time meeting people. Yeah, she, she's I just don't really like people if that's, is that fair? I don't know. Yeah. Sure. I thought you I'm hated me for a long like, time. And I'm okay with like walking up to someone and talking to them and making the first move or asking someone out or asking for their number or whatever. I mean, I'm not afraid of like being rejected or someone saying that they like are dating someone. It's like, oh, good for them. Like they maybe saw what I saw also. So like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not worried about that. And you also just have a true gift of the gab. I mean, it's not in a previous life. In this life, you translated pornographic novels. <laughs> Let us not mind. And that is a true story. Thank you. I've done, um, I've always <laughs> believed in literacy. So uh, I did uh, porn for the blind, and I've also done reading for the blind and dyslexic, and now I'm a librarian. Wait, who doesn't want to date that? <laughs> exactly. I mean, the way things roll off your tongue, it must be. <laughs> Well, this has been amazing. Thank you so, thank you both so much for coming on. Any last words? It's not a dating advice podcast by any means, but anything you want to leave our listeners before we log off? We have no advice. I mean, read Bear by Marilyn Engel. <laughs> so good. I support that. I support so that. good. It'll yeah. it'll teach you everything you need to know about, about love. dating and love, and how you it's can true. find love in unexpected places. It's true. No, that's a good. That is. We take it back. We have advice. If you contact me, I will send you a book for free. <laughs> yep, that's our advice. Called Bear. Bear. Called Bear. 
B-E-A-R. About a bear and a librarian. And love. Very complex. Bear, librarian, and love. Yeah, so contact me on Instagram. It's the only social media I have. And And what's your handle? It's at K Procession. Good luck. If that episode doesn't get you ready for Monday, I don't know what else will. I want to thank Kate and Jenna so much for taking some time out of their busy packing schedule to join us. I, again, can't say enough about how real and authentic they were in their answers. And good luck to Kate on the new life in the condo. And best wishes to Jenna with her new COVID boyfriend. For the rest of you, thanks for listening. As always, make sure you subscribe wherever you find your podcasts so you'll get these episodes right when they drop. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at Cowboys Gone Pod, so you'll be able to get a little preview of each episode and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear some feedback. And if any single guys are out there that want to put their hat in the ring and tell us what you're looking for, Go ahead, slide into my DMs. I welcome you. All right, I'll see you next week.